0: Hello, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Happy to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Delighted that you are with me. Um, Well, I I, got to spend a little more time on on some of the economic news out there in this hour. There's a lot of other stuff I wanted to get to, uh, but I, I think that's most important to do that. The Biden administration, I played you the clip earlier, the Biden administration would have you believe there was 0% inflation growth in uh, the last month in July. And while it is technically true, inflation did not go up further, it still went up 8.5% year over year. That's pretty big. It is important, again, I think, to put this in perspective for you. Overall, the consumer price index is up 8.5% since last year. Gas is up 44%. Fuel, oil up 75.6%. Meat, poultry, and fish up 9.3%. Milk up 15.6%. Eggs up 38%. Baby food is up 15%. can't even find baby formula right now. Coffee up 20.3% public transportation costs up 19%, airfares up 27.7%, real average hourly earnings down 3%. In fact, every month since Joe Biden's stimulus plan passed at the beginning of 2021 after he took office, real average hourly earnings have declined every month. This is the economy in which we are in. And now there's something else happening. This is from Bloomberg. I mentioned it a while back. This has been happening. And now it is happening even more. 600 workers at the second largest aluminum mill in the United States, accounting for 20% of the U.S. supply of aluminum, have learned they're losing their jobs because the plant cannot afford an electricity tab that's tripled in a matter of months. Century Aluminum Company says it's idling the Hawesville, Kentucky Mill for as long as a year, taking out the biggest of its three U.S. sites. A shutdown like this can take a month as workers carefully swirl the molten metal into storage so it doesn't solidify in pipes and vessels and turn the entire facility into a useless brick. Restarting takes another six to nine months. For this reason, owners don't halt operations unless they've exhausted all other options. They have exhausted all other options. This isn't good. There's beginning to be a glut of houses for sale. Mortgage interest rates are up so much mortgage demand is down. Walmart is beginning layoffs. The economy is slowing. The reason gas prices are down is not because of Biden's uh, effort to put some of the strategic petroleum reserves on the market. It's because economically, the world is slowing down. People don't have the money, so they're shopping less, they're spending less, they're going out less. So demand has caught up with supply. Demand has caught up with supply or gone down to where the supply level was rather because demand has gone down. Uh, there is economic turmoil in China right now. China is having serious financial problems that don't get a lot of attention in the global press, but they're problems nonetheless, and they're starting to have them. Uh, property prices are collapsing quickly. Their debt is going up. Uh, an economic slowdown is happening. They're not using as much oil. That frees up more oil for the rest of the world. There's a problem here, people. And you will note where much of the media is on this. Much of the media is fixated on Donald Trump. Now, one of the things the Democrats did in their supposed inflation reduction uh, plan is a lot of climate change stuff. In fact, every major media outlet I mentioned earlier, has referred to it now as a climate change bill, not an inflation reduction bill. Even Bernie Sanders says it's not really going to do anything to help inflation. It's not really going to impact inflation. The Congressional Budget Office and most outside economists say it's going to do nothing. One of the things it does as a climate change bill is it increases an electric vehicle adoption credit. So you can get a tax credit for buying an electric vehicle. The problem is, as it's structured, there are no electric vehicles currently on the market that would apply for the electric vehicle tax credit. Because according to the terms of the tax credit in the legislation, a majority of the vehicle, something like 70% of the vehicle actually, has to be made in the United States. Well, they're going to change the definition of what made in the United States is at the regulatory level in order to be able to give you the tax credit. The problem is that auto manufacturers are responding, and I find this hilarious. Ford is raising the price of its new F-150 Lightning. The F-150 Lightning is the electric truck that Ford is coming out with, an F-150, that will be able to power your home, by the way. Guess what they are raising it to, or how much they're increasing the cost. If you guessed by the amount of the electric vehicle tax credit, you would be right. It's actually a $6,800 increase. The base level is now going to start at $48,769, up $7,000 from the original price of $41,769. The XLT model jumps $6,500. You add in the optional bigger battery, the XLT price will now jump by $8,500 to $82,769. The Lariat is going to go up $7,000 and the big battery version of it $8,500. And the top tier F-150 Platinum will get a $6,000 increase to $98,669. The company said the price hikes are due to significant material cost increases and other factors. It also coincides with Ford's plan to reopen order banks for the Lightning on Thursday, for the next round, people who've already reserved their lightning won't see an increase in prices. Everybody else will. So now there's this in Axios today. Axios is going to be bought by Cox Enterprises, the owners of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Axios, which already leads left this organization, Axios, you should know, more quickly embraced the phrase pregnant people than any other news organization in America From pregnant women. Axios writes, if you are thinking of buying an electric car anytime soon, you better place your order before the big climate tax and health care package comes into law. Democrats initially hoped to dramatically increase electric vehicle adoption via the bill uh, by expanding the existing consumer tax credits, but strict supply chain requirements could instead slow the nation's switch from gas-powered cars in the short term. To get Manchin to go along with the broader bill, the rest of the Senate Democrats agreed that only cars with batteries containing a certain percentage of materials sourced from North America or U.S. trading partners will qualify for the credits moving forward. Although the auto industry and battery makers are racing to invest in domestic supply chain, it'll be years before those facilities are up and running. For now, the EV supply chain is mostly dominated by China. The bill tries to take that into account by phasing in the battery and materials requirements over time. The industry is getting financial help to do it. But it's going to reduce the number of eligible vehicles overall to 25. And also, uh, makers of electric vehicles are probably going to increase their prices by the cost of the electric vehicle tax credit. It did not take a genius to know that was going to happen. It didn't really take anyone of massive intelligence to understand what was going to happen. And here we are. But, But wait, but wait, 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 wait. There's something else here. There's something else. I want to go back to the very beginning of the article. If you're thinking of buying an electric car anytime soon, you better place your order before President Biden signs the Democrats' big climate tax and health care package into law. I thought it was an inflation reduction act. I thought it was an inflation reduction act. That's the actual name of it, but notice how everyone is in on the joke. It's not going to fix inflation. It's a climate legislation, and everybody's leading with climate as well. Axios now, Uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, the Miami Herald, the Chicago Tribune, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, Fox News, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, you, uh, did I say USA Today? Uh, most of the Gannett news outlets, including USA Today, they've all now referred to it as a climate bill. Politico has referred to it as a climate bill. It's a climate bill. Named an Inflation Reduction Act. It'll do no such thing. In fact, it may make inflation worse because of the spending. It's going to now cause an increase in the cost of an electric vehicle because companies will increase their prices to compensate for the credit. So you'll get the credit and you'll still wind up paying what they otherwise wanted you to pay. It is not a coincidence that Ford Motor Company announces an increase in the vehicle price right as the Democrats pass the electric vehicle tax credit. Not a coincidence at all. The subsidy isn't going to lower prices. That's not the way subsidies tend to work. Additionally, We don't have enough mineral resources. You know, environmentalists are fighting opening lithium mines in this country. They don't want to produce more lithium in this country. So the law will say you have to have lithium produced in this country in order to get the tax credit. And environmentalists will say you can't open any more lithium mines in this country. On top of that, the power grid can't handle it. Now, one of the things that this legislation claims it will do is make it cheaper and easier for power companies to convert to wind and solar. We don't want to convert everything to wind and solar. We need to build nuclear power plants. The reason we need to build nuclear power plants is baseload power. I've explained this before. It's useful, I think, for me to explain it again. Baseload power is the base of our power supply it is when all of you turn on your lights at the same time the power that can immediately be drawn from to cover the new capacity or the new load so if everyone goes home and plugs up their electric vehicle at night you need nuclear and uh natural gas or coal burning power plants because they're easy to ramp up power immediately with solar panels and wind, you need the wind to blow and the sun to shine. If you don't have either of those, you can't increase that power. So you can't use that for base load power. You have to find something that you can, I mean, take hydroelectric. Hydroelectric in some parts of the country can be base load power because what you do, barring a drought, is you just start pouring more water through the dam and you get the turbine spinning and ramp up the power very quickly. But nuclear power. And fossil fuel power plants tend to be, for most parts of the country, baseload power. If you're out in the desert, nowhere near a river, you're not going to get baseload from hydroelectric. And we don't have enough baseload power if everyone converts to electric vehicles. We don't have enough materials to make enough electric vehicles for everyone to convert. We sure as hell don't have enough power grid for people to do it, massive upgrades to the power grid necessary, and the Democrats' legislation doesn't upgrade the power grid. It allows power companies to upgrade their sources of power to things that can't be used as baseload power, but it doesn't actually fix the problems with the power grid. So if we all go home with electric cars, assuming we could buy them and we all plug them in at once, guess what? Everything goes black. We're back to the dark ages, which, if we're honest about it, is exactly what the environmentalists want anyway. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I I want to go back to something I was talking about earlier. Um, Before I do that, I need to remind you this hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, this applies to businesses, not individuals. I get asked this question every once in a while. They they focus on businesses. They've been focusing on businesses since the early 90s. They want to help you grow your business. If you need a loan that's $750,000 or more, reach out to them. They make their own decisions. They can help you anywhere in the nation. Doesn't matter where your business is located. If it's in the U.S., they can help. Go to FirstLibertyGA.com and tell them I sent you FirstLibertyGA.com. I want to go back to this point from earlier. There is a real disconnect in this country, and it's on both sides, by the way. The right does not trust or like the left and views many people on the left as evil. The left does not like or trust the right and views many people on the right as evil. And it is the presuppositions that people arrive at that tell you a lot about what they think of the other side. Four Muslim men have been shot in Albuquerque, New Mexico, since November. There have been a number of people on social media, blue check marks, and public officials in Albuquerque, New Mexico, who have been very open in their belief it was probably a MAGA person. It was probably someone wearing a red cap who voted for Donald Trump. It was probably a white nationalist or some such. They've been open with this. This was their initial presupposition, their their initial presumption, their initial idea when they heard that four Muslim men had been killed in the last couple of months, uh, last number of months in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The immediate presumption was, well, it's got to be a white nationalist who supports Donald Trump. On Tuesday, yesterday, police arrested the murderer or the murder suspect, I should say. He's Muslim. He may have targeted at least two of the victims because he was angry that his daughter had married a man from a different branch of Islam. Muhammad Saeed 51 will be charged in two of the killings. He is the suspect in the other deaths. Aman Assad, the president of the Islamic Center of New Mexico, a mosque that at least three of the victims attended, said he understood the authorities were looking at the possibility. The suspect was a Sunni Muslim who may have been motivated by resentment over a marriage to a Shiite Muslim. He and the police cautioned details remain sparse. Mr. Said noted that at least one of the victims was Sunni. Police officials said they were not yet sure if a dispute over a marriage was the sole motive, but said they were aware of it and had found evidence that an interpersonal conflict may have led to the shootings. Now, for those of you not aware of the divide, the simplest way, and it's not really a very accurate way of saying it, but the simplest way of saying it is just like you have Catholics and Protestants, or really Catholics and Orthodox um, is a better comparison, but but people don't really understand the Orthodox Church in the West very much. So say Catholic and Protestant, you've got Shiite and Sunni. Essentially, Sunni Muslims believe uh, that the, the leaders of Islam should be a faithful ad- a- adherent, of the Prophet Muhammad, and the Shiites believe that the leader of Islam must be a descendant of the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, and it has, over time, taken on different forms as a result of uh, those different aspects. Um, Shiite Islam is, to some degree, for lack of a better way, more Catholic. You, you tend to have a, a very, very prominent leader in Shiite Islam, and in Sunni Islam, it's it's the individual leaders of mosques, Uh, can rise to prominence and guide the religion. But regardless of that, and and you can quibble with the details of how I explained it, uh, you're dealing with an inter-Muslim murder situation, uh, no white nationalist involved. And, of course, instead of apologizing or saying, oh, wow, I learned something, many of the people who said these things, they're just deleting their tweets. Because, of course, why bother saying sorry for stereotyping the part of America they don't like? Hi there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. And we got to talk about something we normally would not talk about here. We have to talk about Europe. Yep. We got to talk about them because what's happening there is going to affect us. And it doesn't get a whole lot of coverage. But you gotta, you got to really... Pay attention to this here. This is actually really important stuff. The United Kingdom plans for blackouts in January. The reason is while cold weather hits with gas shortages and natural gas, they're planning for blackouts. Uh, The British won't be able to keep the lights on. It's poor planning on their part to some degree. Uh, Of course, the elite are blaming Brexit for it. Of course, everything is blamed on Brexit as if the uh, lights and the power aren't having problems in Europe. They're having a lot of problems in Europe, which we're going to get to. But just follow along with me here. Under the government's latest reasonable worst-case scenario, Britain could face an electric electricity capacity shortfall totaling a sixth of peak demand even after emergency coal plants have been fired up according to people familiar with the government's plans. Under that outlook, below average temperatures and reduced electricity imports from Norway and France could expose four days in January when the United Kingdom may need to trigger emergency measures to conserve gas. Now let's jump to Spain. In Spain, the government is imposing a maximum or a minimum cold temperature of 80 degrees Fahrenheit in all public places. This is recommended for homes, but not yet, yet imposed on homes. But in theaters, in restaurants, and in office buildings, public transportation, trains and the like, you can lower your thermostat no lower than 80 degrees. In the winter time. you will be able to raise them no higher than 65 degrees. It's to save power and electricity. In Germany right now, they're having gas shortages. They're turning off hot water for people. They're limiting the hot water people can use to take showers and baths because of gas shortages. They've been so dependent on Russia. They never bothered with their power grid. Germany is trying to figure out how to reactivate uh, coal plants and nuclear power plants that they otherwise had scrapped. It's not a good situation. On top of that, you've got a situation in the Netherlands. Uh, There's been some written, it hasn't gotten a lot of national media coverage in the United States, but you need to understand about the, the Dutch farmers. the Dutch farmers are protesting. They're blocking roads with bales of hay, setting them on fire. They've been dumping manure. They block supermarket distribution centers. Why? The Dutch have decided a fifth of Dutch farms must close. In particular, it's 11,200 livestock farmers have to be shut down. An additional 17,600 farmers have to reduce the amount of livestock they keep. So at a time of uh, global hunger problems, The Dutch are ordering a fifth of all livestock farms closed and a third of all livestock farms in the Netherlands to reduce capacity. Why? Climate goals. That's right, climate goals. They're going to force farmers to sell their farms to the government to meet climate goals. It's not the only thing the Dutch are doing. The Dutch are also limiting the capacity of Schiphol Airport. Schiphol Airport is one of the busiest airports in the world. It is uh, the airport outside of Amsterdam. I have been to Schiphol Airport regularly ever since I was a kid, flying in and out of the Netherlands on KLM, the Royal Dutch Airlines. And they're reducing the capacity of Schiphol Airport. Now, for perspective, they're reducing capacity down about 10 to 11% from where it was before COVID hit. So at peak travel, they're reducing it from there, not from where it is now, which means they're even reducing it from where it is now. They're going to restrict takeoffs and landings at the Netherlands' major airport to meet climate goals. They're essentially going to reduce their economic output in the Netherlands in order to benefit the climate. The people will suffer, so the earth won't. That's their view of things, but wait, there's more. The European Union also has come up with a grand scheme to reduce the use of trains to shuttle around coal and other uh, products. Why? Because they wanna get freight off roads and off of trains because roads use gasoline powered vehicles as do trains. Trains tend to be uh, diesel. They're not run on electricity, they're run on diesel. If they were run on electricity, they wouldn't be able to run because Europe doesn't have enough electricity. And so they've decided their brilliant scheme is to put everything on the Rhine. Now, if you don't know about the Rhine River, the Rhine River is one of Europe's major rivers. The Danube and the Rhine are two of the major rivers. The river begins in Switzerland at the edge of the Alps. It forms the border between Switzerland and Liechtenstein, Switzerland and Austria, and Switzerland and Germany. It defines much of the border between France and Germany. It flows through France and Germany, and it deposits itself in the Netherlands and into the North Sea. Together with the Danube, it comprised the Roman Empire's northern inland boundary. Along the Rhine are some cities you might have heard of, Cologne, Rotterdam, Dusseldorf, Strasbourg, and Basel. It is a very important river. And the European Union decided... That uh, in the east, they would use the Danube to flow coal, ship coal. And in the west, they would use the Rhine to ship coal. Well, guess what? Uh, The rivers are low. There is a reduction in the volume of the Rhine. This is uh, from Reuters. Already bracing for recession and winter energy storage shortages, German businesses are grappling with the lack of something else, rain. Weeks of baking temperatures and scant rainfall have this summer drained the water levels of the Rhine, the country's commercial artery, delaying delays causing delays to shipping and pushing freight costs up fivefold. Flowing from the Swiss Alps to the North Sea via German industrial heartland, the Rhine is a major route for grain, chemical, and coal. Barges like the Servia, a 135-meter, 148-yard vessel carrying iron ore from Rotterdam to German steelmaker Thyssen Krupp's plant in Duisburg can only load 30 to 40% of capacity or they risk running aground. Why? Because the European Union decided this stuff can't be put on boat or put on um, barges for trains, train cars and, and 18 wheelers because of climate change. You got to use the river. you got to use the boats. They're having all sorts of problems. So let's just give you let, let me let me just step back for a second. The British are facing power outages in January. The Germans are facing power outages now. The European Union can't ship coal to power plants because they took it off of roads and trains and put it on barges and the rivers are low. The Spanish are forcing people not to turn their air conditioner below 80 degrees. They don't have enough capacity for power. They're turning off water heaters throughout Europe. This is a product of an aggressive climate change agenda. The Dutch are forcing a fifth of their farmers to give up their livestock and clothes, and that's going to cause a food shortage, and it's all for global warming. Europe has embraced climate change as their new religion. Environmentalism has replaced Christianity in Europe, and they are going to suffer mightily for their new God. And that suffering will have spillover effects into the United States as there is a beef, pork, and chicken shortage globally, as there is a grain shortage globally because Europeans can't ship out grain. There will be climate catastrophes, and guess what? The Democratic Party in the United States wants the same to happen here. Environmentalists have since the 1960s wanted to degrade the Western lifestyle. They have bought into the Malthusian ideas that we are overpopulated and people need to die. It is why the Democrats so aggressively support abortion rights. It really has nothing to do with the woman's right to choose and everything to do with the fear of mass starvation and population overgrowth. And we need to call the herd. That's the Democratic view on things. That's the environmentalist view on things. It is a religion. They are back to worshiping Moloch. For grain and harvest, we must sacrifice the children. It's leading to power outages. It's leading to a deterioration of the quality of life. And the Europeans, now devoid of Christendom, have embraced it as a new religion, and they view the suffering as holy. The Dutch are fine putting farmers out of work and starving in the name of saving the planet. Greta Thunberg would glare and scowl at them if they did otherwise, and they would feel terrible. The English will freeze in the wintertime because of global warming. The Germans will smell worse than they already do from lack of being able to shower. The Spanish will sweat, all to save the planet. They have made an idol of the environment And they intend to worship it, and anyone who doesn't go along with them will be punished. And it's only a matter of time before that happens here. The Democrats' supposed Inflation Reduction Act does not reduce inflation but does expand massively spending for climate in this country to do exactly what the Europeans are doing. Offloading power capacity from power plants that can actually turn on at a dime and generate power to wind and solar where you need the sun shining and the wind blowing. And if neither do it, we all go dark. They've degraded our quality of life, and I suspect in this country still there are enough people who recognize the degradation in the quality of life that if Republican candidates start talking about this, it matters. There's been a massive number of flight cancellations in the United States in the past two weeks. A lot of it has to do with the Department of Transportation and Pete Buttigieg, who is spending all of his time telling poor people to buy electric vehicles instead of solving the transport and supply chain problems of the country that he is responsible for. He wants to fail up into the presidency, and the media is happy to have him for the historic moment of having their first gay president, no matter how incompetent he may be. They would much rather the headline for the historicity of the matter than actually recognize The man's an incompetent, failure-upper. He keeps getting promoted from screwing up the previous job. We've got airline capacity problems. We've got radar problems. We've got uh, supply chain problems. We're about to have more power problems in this country. And the head of the Department of Transportation wants you all to have a battery-powered car. You will not be able to charge because we don't have the power grid to do it. And the environmentalists will sleep well at night knowing that while you are miserable, Greta Thunberg is happy. It is idol worship. This stuff is a religion. It has all the characteristics and traits of a religion, and yet they refuse to acknowledge what's happening here. They are worshiping creation and punishing you because of your sins. If it gets so bad, you're not going to be able to plug up your Eden Pure Thunderstorm and use it. But thankfully, right now, we have enough power grid where you can. This thing works. It does. I I am proof that this thing works. Uh, It eliminates odors. I use it in my kitchen to get rid of the the fry odors. I've used it on my back porch to get rid of some smell that's back there. I can't figure it out. Uh, But the Eden Pure took care of it. I can use it in my car. So yesterday, I might have gone golfing and carried a cigar into my car, not paying attention, and dropped ash. Well... My wife will never know thanks to the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. I plugged it up with the USB cable and took care of the odor. You can use it, too, to wipe out odors. And you can get three of them, one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement or your RV, anything that's musty. Keep one in your suitcase. When you travel like I do, if a rental car stinks or a hotel room stinks, it works. What you do is go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, and you put in the discount code ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3, and you can get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200, and you get free shipping. It's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, We need to talk about the most important issue of the day. I've saved it for the end. I dragged this stuff out so you have to stay tuned in all three hours. By the way, remember if you text SHOW, the word show to 33777 you can get the podcast you can get the 24 7 live stream where i am always on and you can subscribe to the daily email this is important there appears in the data to be a general fatigue and malaise setting in among people over superhero movies that's right you know, Marvel and DC they're pouring all of their they're 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 pulling out the stops to try to do all these new superhero movies Thor I liked it I got a sneak peek of it but didn't do great at the box office probably wasn't as good as some The Eternals just was trash movie the, the Batman movie, uh, my kids liked it. I just, I uh, and you got more coming. Uh, and part of it now is there's so much to keep up with. I can't keep up with all the Disney Plus TV shows that you're supposed to be able to watch to figure out what the heck is going on before you go watch the movie at the theater. None of it makes sense anymore. Maybe everything needs to go on hiatus for a little while. Maybe so. I will tell you, I am impressed... And I You know, I'm increasingly torn. I feel an increasing guilt on keeping a Disney subscription, Disney Plus subscription, given the way Disney's going. But, man, they keep rolling out new Star Wars stuff, and it's not woke. Uh, they they let John Favreau run with, run with it, and he's not big into the woke stuff. But so much of their trash is. Like the big Hero 6 stuff on Disney Plus, where they have the transgender guy recommending tampons to the robot. They're not even showing it in Middle Eastern countries. They won't show it. Buzz Lightyear, the, the Lightyear movie, uh, banned in Middle Eastern countries and China, no less, uh, for for its woke content. Um, it, it's it's striking to me how Disney, I just, I feel so guilty. I'm confessing my sins to you guys on this. But my gosh, the casting Andor TV show looks really good. Obi-Wan Kenobi wound up being good that last episode. Goodness gracious, it was a great one. Um but marvel and and dc itself they're not doing well and people are kind of tired of superhero movies it used to be that you couldn't get people to go to the box office unless it was a superhero movie and then suddenly tom cruise came out and and did maverick uh, the top gun sequel it's actually a really good movie you all need to go see it on the big screen the biggest screen you can it's just broken titanic's record for biggest box office ever and it's not even running in china which is impressive Uh, The Top Gun 2 movie is not running in China, and it's broken the box office record all-time highest grossing movie that had been Titanic, uh, despite not being in China. It's a great movie. You should go see it several times. You'll love it. And now people don't want to go see the superhero movies, and I kind of don't blame them. They're all going woke superhero, and who wants a woke superhero? Nobody.